the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have and enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor ose yao afuakwa pastor afuakwa is the general overseer of faith house charismatic chapel international a thriving ministry in kumase ghana god has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know god better live life better and impact their world better get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen praise god come with me to the book of matthew chapter 17 verse 14 to 21 matthew 17 14 to 21 the Bible said, when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. I'm doing the New King James, so let's be there. Good. Verse number 18, verse number 17. Then Jesus answered and said to him, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For assuredly, for assuredly I said to you, If you have faith as a mustard seed, You will say to this mountain, Move from here to there and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. This man, nothing shall be impossible for you. I declare nothing shall be impossible for you. Faith. That works. Praise God. He says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Somebody says, I want a mega faith. Mega faith is great. But start from your grave. Turn to your neighbor and say, start from your grave. You may not start with, in fact, nobody else starts with a mega faith. Everybody starts with a grain of faith. Praise God. Jesus said, so I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, if a grain of mustard seed can move mountains, you can, you can imagine how much a mega faith can do. Praise God. If a grain of master seed. That's why I declare to you every impossibility is giving way for possibilities. Amen. In this month, there shall not be any stumbling block. Amen. If it's a contract, you are looking for the door, it's already open. Amen. God has opened the door for you. Amen. Shout, I believe it. I believe that miracle door is open already. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Last Sunday, we established that we saw in this scripture three kinds of faith. Somebody say three kinds of faith. Three kinds of faith. The faith of the father whose child was epileptic. For him to take the child not to the hospital but to church or to the priest meant that she had faith, he had faith that if they prayed, something could happen. Praise God. You can be in church and not have faith. Amen? Amen. Yeah. And then, of course, the faith of the disciples of Jesus. 
When they came, in fact, when the man came and said, my son, my son is like this and like that, like that, it was a bit scary because when somebody comes with a condition and narrates it like this, <laughs> I'm sure he can challenge them. But they still went ahead to pray because they had faith that God would do something. Praise God. So we see the disciples' faith, we see the man's faith, and we see Jesus' faith. But of the three kinds of faith, only one worked, and that was Jesus's. Praise God. Jesus' faith worked. Why? Because it had results. The man wanted the child healed. The disciples' faith could not heal him. And then his own faith could not heal him. But Jesus' faith healed the child. Praise God. So we are saying that the faith that works is the faith that gets results. Your faith will get results. Amen. Your faith will get results. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Your faith will get results. Shout, my faith is getting results. The Bible said, now faith is the substance of things, so for the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. The faith that works is the faith that gains a good report. Your faith will gain a good report. In the name of Jesus. Second Peter 1, 2. Chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. He says, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of, of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who had called us to glory and what? Virtue. Then verse 4. He says, verse 3. Yeah, verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Somebody say, exceeding great. Say, exceeding great. And precious promises. The Bible says we have been given exceeding great and precious promises. Exceeding great and precious promises. Now, Hebrews 6, 12 tells us, Be ye followers of them who through faith and patience obtain the promises. We have been given exceeding great and precious promises, but we can only obtain them through faith and patience. Praise God. And when your faith lays hold on your exceeding great and precious promises, we say your faith is working. Every promise that God has willed to your name this year, it shall come to pass in your life. You shall partake of that promise in the mighty name of Jesus. So faith that works is faith that does not just talk the promises of God. Some sing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises of Christ, my Savior, Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of Christ, my Savior. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God. You better clap for me. Praise God. Some have been standing on the promises for years. When we talk about the faith that works, the faith does not stand on the promise. It takes it. Praise God. This year, you will be taking the promise. Some have talked and talked and talked and talked. You have talked divine health, but you are yet to experience it. This year, your health will prove it. In the mighty name of Jesus. That medication, you will not need it again. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
We establish that everything works by faith. Everything works. Somebody say everything works. Everything works works by faith. In the kingdom. So if faith is not working, it means nothing is working. Praise God. Everything works by faith. The Bible said if you can believe, all things are possible. That means everything will work. He said if you can believe, nothing shall be impossible with you. Everything works by faith. That means nothing also works without faith. It takes an ever-working faith to live an ever-winning life. That's what the Bible says. It takes an ever-working faith to live an ever-winning life. He said, little children, you are God and have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Again, the Bible says, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is a victory that overcomes. This is a victory that wins even our faith. Praise God. Somebody say, my victory victory is in my faith. My faith faith is my victory. victory. Praise God. So it takes an ever-working faith to live an ever-winning life. You shall not be defeated again. You shall not be defeated again. You shall not be a victim again. In the mighty name of Jesus. When faith is in place, you victimize Satan. And you collect your victory. But when faith is out of place, you become a chief victim for the devil. Praise God. The Bible says, whom resisted fast in faith. Satan will not try with your health again. Satan will not try with your finances again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every battle over your health. Every battle over your relationship. Every battle over your finances. I declare it's over from this man. I declare it's over from this man. I declare it's over from this man. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let your amen be loudest if you believe it. But we saw that in this scripture, the father's faith didn't work, the disciples' faith didn't work. And by all probability, as a pastor, I've come in contact with so many people who have tried exercising faith to the point that they are now beginning to believe that faith is not real. Praise God. There are people, they, they have tried faith, tried exercising faith, And because they don't know how to get it working, over a period of time, they have concluded that faith works for a category of people. Listen, faith works for everybody. I said faith works for everybody. And faith is working for you. Somebody shout, my faith is working. One thing God gave everybody was faith. Why? Because that is our lifeline. Is what? I've not seen a human being without a heart. You see one before? A human being without a heart. Every human being, because you see, without a heart, you are gone. Your heart is what gives life to your being. You may be muscular, you may be tiny, you may be whoever. When the heart ceases to beat, your life is gone. The same way, the lifeline of your spiritual work is faith. The Bible said, the just shall live by his faith. In other words, without faith, you cease to exist. 
I see you living and living well. You shall live and live well. That means healthy faith means healthy life. Somebody say healthy faith means healthy life. When your faith is healthy, your life is healthy. But when your faith is sick, you'll be sick. But that shall not be your testimony. I said that shall not be your testimony. It shall not be your testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus. The faith of the disciples couldn't work. The faith of the father couldn't work. And there are two reasons I believe that for most Christians their faith is not working. The first one I believe is the fact that some Christians don't even know they have faith. Praise God. That, uh, and I, I, I want to believe that that number may even be very significant. In this era where most people don't invest quality time in learning anything. So I said the first reason why some Christians, their faith don't work is because they don't know they have faith. They don't know they have what? Yeah, they don't know they have faith. They don't know they have faith. I'm telling you. As a child of God, you need to know that you have faith. Somebody say, I have faith. faith. You have faith. You have faith. You have faith. Because how will God give birth to you and not give you faith? If faith is a thing that keeps you alive, it means that you were born with faith. The day you got born again, faith was imparted to your spirit. So you have faith. Somebody say, I have faith. faith. Shout louder, I have faith. That's what the scripture says. The Bible says in the book of Romans of the 12, verse 3, the New American Standard Version. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. He said, For though through the grace given to me, let's read it together, one go. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself, then he ought to think, but to think. Uh huh. Somebody say, I have my allotment. God has allotted to each a measure of what? Everyone has been given faith. So stop saying, I don't have faith. Papa, I don't have faith. I don't know. I don't know whether I can. Listen, you have faith already. Praise God. You have faith. You've been given a measure of faith. When you say you don't have faith, you're actually talking unbelief. Praise God. You have faith. A measure, I like it, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. So, to pastor, a measure of faith. To the choristers, a measure of faith. To the ashes, a measure of faith. Everybody has been given an equal... Listen. And maybe it will surprise you to know that all of us have been given the same measure of faith. Somebody say the same measure. measure. Nobody has more than you. Everyone has been given the same measure of faith. All of us. Because a new birth, God gave us the same deposit of faith. Everybody, a measure of faith. So, you have faith. The second reason why, one, if you have faith and you don't know you have faith, your faith will not work. You agree with me? Yeah, because you don't know it's there. You don't know it's there. You can be begging for food because you don't know your, your fridge has been stuffed with food. And you can just eat it in the microwave and eat it. So when you don't know you have faith, 
your faith won't work. Number two, the second reason why some people, their faith don't work is because some don't know how to grow their measure of faith to make it work. You must learn how to grow your measure of faith to keep it working. You must grow in knowledge. Somebody say grow in knowledge. Grow in knowledge. Grow in knowledge. Second, second Peter chapter 3 verse 18. Grow in knowledge. Second Peter. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Somebody say grow in grace. Shouted grow in grace. But much more grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him alone be glory both now and forever. Somebody say grow in knowledge. Grow in knowledge. If you are going to grow your faith, grow in knowledge. Grow in knowledge. That's where it starts from. You must grow in knowledge. Why? Because faith is essentially a spiritual force. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's a spiritual substance that guarantees us victory in the conflicts of life. That's faith. Faith is a spiritual substance. And has the capacity for unlimited growth. But faith also is essentially a product of the word of God. Somebody say faith. is essentially a product of the word of God. Yeah. Faith is a product of the word of God. In the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 17, it said, now faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, if you want to know how faith comes, it comes by what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Shout it with me. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God again. So faith comes as a result of the inflow of the word of God. So if there is no inflow of the word, there cannot be no faith. Praise God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more we grow in the knowledge of the word, the greater our capacity to grow in faith. Praise God. When you grow in your knowledge of the word of God, your capacity to believe God increases. Praise God. That's why hunting for knowledge is critical. Valuing knowledge is critical. You can't afford to be a strong faith Christian who is ignorant of the word of God. No. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Three core areas to grow your knowledge in order to grow your faith. Three core areas. Very important. Three core areas. Continuous growth in the knowledge in your knowledge in these three core areas is critical to grow the ever-growing faith. The ever-winning faith. Three core areas to grow in knowledge in order to grow your faith. Number one is your knowledge of God. Somebody say, your knowledge of God. If you are going to grow in knowledge in order to grow in faith, first, seek to grow in your knowledge of God. Grow in your knowledge of God grow. The Bible said the people that do know God (laughs) Daniel 11 32, the people that do know God shall be strong and do what? And do what? What does it take to do exploits? Faith. 
if you read the book of Hebrews chapter 11, all the men there were men of uncommon exploits. Somebody entered a lion's den and the lions kept their mouth shut. Some group went into fire and the fire had no effect on them. Some woman was very, very advanced in age, biologically exceeded every, there was no biological proof, there was no medical reason why she should give birth. But by faith, she defied medicine in order to conceive and to bring forth. You would defy things that are undefiable in order to bring forth. Give me a believing amen. amen. Your faith shall defy all odds to bring you victory. In the mighty name of Jesus. All the men of Hebrews chapter 11 were men of uncommon exploits. And they did exploit by faith. How did they generate that faith? They knew God. Somebody said they knew God. If you are going to grow the ever winning faith, you need to grow in your knowledge of God. Somebody say my knowledge of God. The more you know God, the stronger your faith grows in him. It's always difficult to believe somebody. I remember I what happened? I think I went somewhere. I went somewhere and I wanted to buy something. But when I picked up my wallet, I realized that the money, the item I had picked and the money in it was inadequate. Praise God. And I've been shopping from the place regularly. So I thought the guy knew me. I said, just give me a few minutes. I'll be back and bring you the money. I needed the item so badly. The guy said, no. Praise God. He said, no. He said, no. He could, he could not believe. And the, the price of the item was so insignificant. But he said, no. But I don't blame him because he didn't know me to believe me. Are you what I'm talking about? He doesn't know me to believe. He doesn't know I have capacity to pay. He doesn't know I'm an honest man. He doesn't know I'm a pastor who does not lie. <laughs> he doesn't know. Praise God. He doesn't know. He knows nothing about me. And it's the same thing for those who are struggling to believe God. When you don't know God, it's difficult for you to believe God. But when you know God, it's always easier to believe Him. It's always easier. When you know that He's the God of all flesh, there's nothing too hard for Him. There will be no matter that will be so strong and overwhelming for you. Praise God. The people that do know God. Look at what Apostle Paul said. 2 Timothy 1.12 He said, For which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded. May you become persuaded. Some believe God but they are not persuaded. You see, when you are persuaded, you know beyond every conviction that God is real. Praise God. That's what the, the, the three Hebrews boys said. He said, we know our God that is able to deliver us. And we are persuaded that he will deliver us. But we know him too well that even if he chooses, we know his ability, we know his willingness, we know his capacity, we know that he's a God of all flesh. There is no fire he can quench. There is no valley he can bring us out. There is no challenge he cannot give us victory in. We know him too well. We will not give up to you. But even if he decides that he will not do the way we know him to do, we want you to know we will not bow to you today or tomorrow. I pray that your faith will come alive like that. May your faith come alive like that. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, I know whom I have believed. 
I know him. I know him. Others can disappoint, not this God. Praise God. Others lack capacity, not this God. Others can fail, not this God. For I am the God of all flesh. There is nothing too hard for me. The Bible said, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Had he said this, shall he not do it? Had he spoken it, and shall he not make it do? The Bible said, far be it from God that he should lie. The thing that has gone out of my mouth, I will fulfill. I see every word declared coming to pass in your life. No word will fall to the ground without fulfillment. This year, every prophetic word will find speedy fulfillment in your life. Testimonies will flow from your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Signs will follow your life. Shout a believing amen. amen. Shout a louder amen. amen. You cannot pick any of the men in scripture. Who did great exploits by faith. Who didn't know God. They knew him. They did not just know him. They knew him and they wanted to know him more. Praise God. May your hunger to know God more increase. May you hunger to know God more and more. May you hunger to know God more and more. If we were to take a walk into Hebrews 11, you'd be amazed. Some of the things people's faith did. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 23. The Bible said, By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid of his parents for three months because they saw he was a proper child by faith. When he was born, they saw he was a... So they hid him for three months. Then verse 24, he says, By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, <laughs> refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather, verse 25, rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than rather to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ of greater riches than than the treasures in Egypt for he had great recompense of a reward now look at verse 27 I like verse 27 by faith he forsook Egypt not fearing the wrath of a king he endured as see him who was invisible now look at verse 28 he said through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood lest he that destroyed the first one should destroy or touch them Look at verse 29. By faith, they pass through the Red Sea as by a dry ground. Listen, mountains are giving way for you by faith. Mountains are giving way for you by faith. Impossible situations are giving way for you by faith. Impossible medical records are turned around for your sake. Give me a believing amen. That terminal disease is terminated tonight. By faith, he walked through the Red Sea as on a dry ground. By faith. Some people attempted the same thing. They were destroyed. Listen, by faith, you achieve what others cannot achieve. By faith, what others fear you will tread. By faith, what others cannot attempt to achieve it. In the mighty name of Jesus. I see your faith achieving great things. I see your faith accomplishing great things. In the name of Jesus. Sometimes people look at us and they think that we are just lucky. They don't know faith is working for us. By faith, that which they did cheaply, the Egyptians attempted the same. The Bible said they were destroyed. They were destroyed. Your faith is producing amazing results. Please be seated. Moses, a man of uncommon faith, but Moses, 
was a man of uncommon knowledge of God. Praise God. The Bible said, if there has been any prophet I have raised, I have spoken to them in visions and dreams. But not so with my servant Moses. For Moses, I speak to him face to face. God knew Moses. Moses knew God. So his faith worked. His faith worked. May you desire more of God. May you crave to know more of God. Exodus 33 verse 12 to 13. And Moses said to the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up these people. And thou knowest, thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. And thou hast also found grace in my sight. Look at verse 13. Give me the new King James, please. Now therefore I pray thee, If I have found grace in your sight, Show me your way. That I may what? That I may what? That I may have money. That I may increase that I may build my house. He said, if I found grace, show me the way that I may know you. No wonder his faith divided the rest. Your faith will accomplish great things. In the mighty name of Jesus. Moses, uncommon faith, desired more of God. Wanted to know more of God. What of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I like Apostle Paul, for one thing. His faith was fiery faith. Praise God. Look at Acts chapter 27, verse 21 to 27. Acts. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. Now look here. He said, but after a long abstinence from the food, from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. Verse 22. Now I urge you to take heart. Somebody say take heart. Do you know at what time Paul was urging people to take heart? This time the ship they were traveling on has dis- have in- disintegrated. Fallen and broken into pieces. And he says I urge you to take heart. <laughs> For there will be no loss of life among you but only the ship praise god nobody will lose his life the 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 kind of wind that was blowing the captain could not control the ship nobody could explain it and paul said i am telling you as a matter of fact nobody will lose his life that was faith praise god strange faith now he said verse 22 23 he says for there stood by me this night an angel of the Lord to whom I belong and whom I serve. 24. Say, do not be afraid. Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who say with you. Look at verse 25. Therefore, take heart. For I do what? For I do what? I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Praise God. I believe God. When the ship when upon life's billows you are tempestous where you feel discouraged thinking all is lost count your many blessings name them one by one and it will surprise you all the Lord they had been tossed, tempestors. Everything had disintegrated. Paul said, nobody will lose his life. Listen, no matter what happens, you will end your journey where? Amen. I see you ending your journey where? Amen. 
you will end it in a crash whether by air crash or by road crash you will end your journey in a good old age shout a believing amen shout a believing amen Paul said I know whom I believe praise God he knew God he had absolute knowledge of God sound knowledge of God look at what Paul was saying Philippians chapter 3 he said for the things which were counted to me as gain I counted them but dark that I may win Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness but the righteousness which is of faith by Christ Jesus that I may know him that I may what? That was the secret of his faith. When you know God, no matter how bad things get, you know God will come through for you. Look at what Job said. He said, I know my Redeemer liveth and that he shall come through. Listen, your Redeemer is coming through for you. Some people have written you off, but this year the same people will write you on. Shout a believing amen. I said the same people will write you on. Some people have said it's over with you. They will witness your very beginning. They will say, indeed, your God is a good God. Shout a believing amen, someone. Church, resist. One temptation you must consciously resist at all times is the temptation to feel that you know God enough. Praise God. Some come for Sunday service and they think it's enough. Because they think Sunday food is loaded enough to last you a week. But they take lunch, breakfast, and supper. Praise God. Never. It's a risk. It's a very serious spiritual risk. To think you know God enough. Why will you listen to a sermon once and you won't listen again? Because you think you've gotten everything. Praise God. The Bible says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. For they shall be filled. In the book of Romans, uh, sorry, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 8, Apostle Paul was speaking. He said, if any man thinks he knows anything. 1 Corinthians 8, 2. If any man thinks he knows anything. Uh, mind you, listen. If there was anybody who knew something, I think it's Apostle Paul. Praise God. He knew something. If there's anybody who knew something about God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apostle Paul was speaking, he said, because of the abundance of revelation that was given to me about God, he knew God well. He said, there was a man, whether in the flesh or out of the flesh, I can't tell. But this man was caught into the third heavens. He heard of unspeakable mysteries. If there was a man who knew God well, it was Paul. But see what he's saying. He said, if any man thinks he knows anything, let him think that he does not know anything as he ought to know. Praise God. That's humbling. That's humbling. How often do you pick the scriptures to read? Because you think you know it. How, how many times do you listen to the same sermon again and again? Our sermons I've listened to more than ten times. Praise God. And every time I hear, I receive something fresh. I receive something fresh. Yesterday I was listening to a sermon. I listened to, I think about a year ago. And when I picked it, it was as if I've not listened to it again before. He said, let him not think that he knows anything as he ought to know. People come to church and when the scripture is quoted, they don't even bother to even look at it. Let alone take note. Because they think they know. Praise God. 
And with all the two know you are doing, your faith is still not working. Because if you knew very well, you knew God very well, your faith will be working to show it. If you knew it very well. If you knew divine health well, you will not be uh, carrying about tablets in every purse and bag you carry about. Praise God. If you knew the covenant of prosperity very well, you will not be struggling tithing. Praise God. You need to know it. You need to know it. Sometimes people fail as I'm not because they didn't know, but because they didn't know much. Are you kidding what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's not that they didn't know anything. How can you stay in a class and for one whole time you say you don't know anything? You knew something, but it was not enough for you to qualify for the pass mark. And there are many people, they know something about God, but it's not enough for them to win. This year you will know God for real. I said this year you shall be winning. Growing in knowledge to grow in faith. First is your knowledge of God. Number two, you must grow in your knowledge of yourself. Somebody say the knowledge of myself. Ooh, the knowledge of yourself is very important. Ah, Papa, what are you talking? Faith is supposed to be in God. What is knowledge about myself? Listen, you need to know yourself. The way God knows you. Praise God. Because many people don't know themselves the way God knows them. And until, hear me, until you know yourself the way God knows you, your faith will never work. Praise God. Your faith will never work until you know yourself the way God knows you. Until you see yourself the way God sees you. Until you carry yourself the way God carries you. God sees you as a rich man. You see yourself as poor. Your faith will not work. Am I communicating here? Yeah, no, no, just, God does not see you as a weak man. But you are saying, this is my weakness, my weakness, my weakness. He says, let the weak say, I am strong. God does not see you as down. He say, I am down and out. God doesn't even see you as down. But you see yourself as down and out. How can you be in it? Praise God. See yourself the way God sees you. And that is exactly the knowledge of who you are in Christ. That's what it's about. Knowing who am I in Christ. Like some people say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Listen, in Christ Jesus, you are not a sinner saved by grace. In Christ Jesus, you are the sanctified saint of God. Can somebody give me an amen? Amen. That's who you are in Christ. He said he made him to be sin. Who knew no sin that you might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So who am I in Christ Jesus? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Can somebody shout an amen here? Some of you, the moment you begin to engage the altar of prayer, then Satan brings one guilt to condemn you. Something you did many years ago. Sometimes you may even have done it about two minutes ago, but you ask God for forgiveness and it's over. Satan brings it. See what you're doing. Okay. It's not going anywhere. Your prayer, listen. When you don't know who you are, the moment it comes, you drop, you drop that and your faith begins, becomes vanquished. How many of you have been there before? I'm telling you. And he does it all the time. He's using it to destroy many people's faith because we don't know who we are. When you are in Christ, the Bible said there is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. God does not condemn you. The moment you fall, you ask God for forgiveness. Forgiveness is granted and is treated as if it never happened. Am I communicating here? He said, I will blot out your transgressions. I'll remember your sin no more. So anybody who comes to you reminding you of your sin cannot be the spirit of God. The spirit of God convicts us. 
to the point of conviction and then we confess. Once we confess, forgiveness is granted never to be visited again. Can somebody give me an amen? amen? So next time when you are reaching out your faith, somebody is sick around you, you are ready to stretch your hand and lay hands upon it. Satan begins to tell you, you, you think that you can do anything. Tell him, devil, there is no condemnation for me. And command that spirit to leave. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Yeah, that's, that's how you get your faith working. Sin consciousness has killed the faith of many people. Praise God. There is therefore now no condemnation. He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. In Christ Jesus, who are you? Oh, as for me, I'm just a weekly. That's a wrong language. In Christ Jesus, you are not a weekly. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Can somebody give me an amen there? So, in Christ Jesus, you are more than a conqueror. In Christ Jesus, you are born and overcome and not a victim. Praise God. That's who God has made. So, you need to know who you are. In Christ Jesus, we are just Ghanaians. We are all struggling. You and your family are struggling. I'm not part of those people. Because in Christ Jesus, we are citizens of heaven. Can somebody give me an amen here? In Christ Jesus, we are ambassadors of God. When you begin to operate with that kind of mentality, Satan cannot stop you. Praise God. That's what makes your faith function in its highest level. Not who you are. I like what Apostle Paul said. Romans chapter 17 verse 18. He said, for in me, I know in me. Romans 7, 18. <laughs> for I know that in me. Can you project it for me, please? Romans 7, 18, please. He says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good works in. But in Christ, a lot of good things are in me. Can somebody shout a name here? Yeah. So when Satan brings it to you in the flesh, he will defeat you. But in Christ, there is so much more in you. In Christ, there is a conqueror in you. In Christ, you are a peculiar person. In Christ, you are a royal chosen generation. In Christ, you have been made unto God kings and priests. In Christ Jesus, you are more than a conqueror. Shout, I'm more than a conqueror. Knowing who you are in Christ empowers your faith. That knowledge is critical. Praise God. And then of course, you must grow in your knowledge of your redempting benefit in Christ. One, your knowledge of God. Two, the knowledge of who you are in Christ. Three, the knowledge of what you have in Christ. Somebody say, what I have in Christ. What do I have in Christ? Prosperity is mine. I thought thought somebody would shout an amen. Amen. Health is mine. Wisdom is mine. Blessing is mine. Glory is mine. Shame is not my portion. In the name of Jesus. You have to know what is available for you in Christ. Any day, any time, I will not say, I cannot doubt that sickness is coming from God in it. It's not possible. Praise God. My man has been so wired with the consciousness of divine health. I can't think it. There, there's no day where I can doubt that maybe God wants to punish me once with sickness. No. Praise God. The Bible says, you wicked earthly fathers. When you who are weak, you cry. You won't punish your children with sickness. 
Oh, God is trying to teach you something. Hey! God teaches you something with sickness? That's blasphemy. Praise God. That's blasphemy. Because something that unbelievers would do, how much more? Our Heavenly Father. What did the Bible say? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Sickness is good and perfect? No. Poverty good and perfect? No. Failure good and perfect? No. They shall never be mentioned in your life again. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome to your season of success. Amen. Welcome to your season of uncommon advancement. Amen. Welcome to your season of progress. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You shall not be stopped anymore. Amen. You are unstoppable. Progress is your portion. Success is your portion. Advancement is your portion. Shout a louder amen. Amen. So, three areas to grow in knowledge. Be seated for a moment. I'm closing. Three areas to grow in knowledge. One, your knowledge of God. Two, your knowledge of yourself. And then three, the knowledge of your redemptive right in God. There's an inheritance. Somebody said there's an inheritance. Yeah. Maybe your father died, he didn't have anything. God gave you great inheritance. He said, whereby giving us exceeding and great precious promises. I commend you to God. Acts 10 32. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. Revelation 5:12. The Bible says, saying with a loud voice, Revelation 5, 12, saying with a loud voice, worthy is a lamb to receive power. Somebody say, power is mine. Riches is mine. Wisdom is mine. Strength is mine. Honor is mine. Glory is mine. Blessing is mine. Somebody shout an amen. All these are yours. So why are you talking like you are broke? Why are you giving more credit to the devil? Satan is more powerful. You talk about Satan more than you talk about God. Because you have been wired to think Satan is more powerful. Somebody say, power is mine. Riches is mine. Wisdom is mine. Glory is mine. Honor is mine. Strength is mine. As I close. How do I grow in knowledge in order to grow in faith? How do I grow in knowledge in order to grow in faith? Number one, pray continuously for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Somebody say pray continuously. Pray. Never stop praying. I never stop praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The Bible said, open down my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Wondrous things out of your law. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 to 19. He says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and love for all the saints. This is what Paul is saying. He said, The day I heard that you were born again, from that day forward, I have never stopped praying for you. And in all my prayers, there is only one thing I pray almost every time for you. He says, I do not cease to pray for you. Go back to ceasing. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. I mention your name. 
Edna, I mention your name, Equia, I mention your name, Fred, I mention your name. And every time when I mention your name, this is what I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. May you be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He says, You need it. Why? Revelation in the knowledge of Him. Look at verse 18. He said, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That means your eyes were closed before. Praise God. He said, the, the prince of this world had blinded the minds of them who did not believe. So your eyes are closed. So when you pray, the eyes of your understanding are enlightened. To do what? That you may know. Praise God. So to know God, to know yourself, to know the benefit in Christ for you, you need to pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Praise God. Hear me. The altar of prayer is an ever burning altar of prayer. It's a vital platform for an ever working faith. An ever burning altar of prayer. Without prayer, your faith will fail. Your faith will grow weak. Faith comes by the word, but is sustained on the altar of prayer. Praise God. He said, dearly beloved, Jude 20, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 to 14. I, I just love this scripture. When I was just about coming in, it hit me. He said, but as it is written, I have not seen. Somebody say, I have not seen. Nor ear had neither have been entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Okay, so there are things packaged for you. Somebody said, There are things packaged for me. Okay, but they are not within the realms of your natural eyes. So, by your natural eyes, you will be denied of the things available for you. Eyes have not seen nor ear, neither have been entered the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. But God has what? Revealed them to us. Through his spirit. Give me the King James Version. He has revealed them to us by his spirit. He has revealed them. Somebody say he has revealed them. That's what Ephesians is talking about. The spirit of wisdom and revelation reveals the things which God has prepared for you. He has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Then he says, for the spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. Look at verse 12. 11. Verse 11, please. Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, save the spirit of God. But, look at verse 12. Now we have received. Somebody say, we have received. Somebody say, I have it. It It says, we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of the spirit which is of by that spirit that we might know. I see somebody knowing what's available for you. So, so to know what is available for you, you need engagement with the spirit of God. That by the spirit we may know the things which are freely given to us. By God. Hey, verse 13. He said, with things we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now verse 14, he said, but the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. Now hear me, 
That means there are things freely given to you. And the only means by which you assess them is through the Spirit. Praise God. The Spirit of God begins to reveal them one after, one after, one after, one after. How do you get engage the Spirit on the altar of prayer? On the altar of prayer. Receive grace to be prayerful. I said receive grace to be prayerful. Number two, live a studious life. Somebody say a studious life. Say a studious life. Lazy students don't make a straight. True or false? Oh, why are you answering as if you're a lazy student? I know you're hardworking students. Lazy students don't make a straight. True or false? Listen. When you are spiritually slothful, you cannot shine. It takes spiritual diligence in order to shine. You are ordained to shine. You shall shine. I said, You shall shine. Bible said we are the light of the world. Jesus called us and the reason why he called us is to uh, make our life better. Praise God. But in order for you to experience that there's a condition. In the book of Matthew chapter 11 verse 28, he said, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy lady and I will give you rest. I see you entering your rest. I see you accessing your rest. He said, I will give you rest. But how would the rest come? Take my yoke, verse 29. And learn of me, verse 29. Take my yoke, verse 29, please. Take my yoke and learn of me. Many people want the rest, but they don't want to learn. They want the rest, but they don't want to learn. If you are going to experience the rest of God, you need to learn. You need what? You need to learn. And it's not just a lackadaisical learning. It's hard learning. Hard learning. Hard learning. In fact, Hebrew calls it labor in the word. Now, let's see. Second Timothy 2, verse 15. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God. This exam, your examiner is no man, it's God. Study so that when you are examining, you can pass. I see you passing. Amen. I said, I see you passing. You can't keep your Bible on the shelf and talk faith. Praise God. No, 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 no. The word must be in you richly in order to live the faith life. The Bible says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. You need to have the word in you. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. It shall meditate therein day and night. Grace to live a studious life. Receive it. Grace to live a studious life. Receive it. Make all kinds of investment except investment in knowledge. Every new cloth you want it, you don't want to buy every new faith book. For it's God. It takes knowledge. Knowledge. I mean, look at what the Bible says. <laughs> Hebrew chapter 4. I'm rounding up now. Hebrew chapter 4, verse 9. Grace to be studious. You will never pick your Bible and sleep again. Amen. Shout an amen. amen. You won't pick your Bible and sleep again. Amen. He said, there remained therefore a rest to the people of God. Do you remember what Jesus said? Take my yoke and learn of me and you enter rest. He said, there is rest for the people of God. Are you the person of God? Yeah. Are you part of the people of God? Yes. Somebody said, there is rest for me. Yes. Okay, how do we assess this rest? Verse 10. He said, for he that 
is entered into his rest, he had ceased from his own works as God did from his own works. But verse 11, he says, verse 11, look on the screen please. He said, let us labor, therefore to enter into the rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Let us labor. Someone say, let us labor. Labor in what? First Timothy chapter 5 verse 17. If you are going to enter into rest, you must labor in the word. Labor what? First Timothy 5 17. Let the elders that rule be counted worthy of double honor. Especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Labor in the word. Do you know what it means to labor? You know the laborers. You know the laborers. How many of you have seen? You have done labor work before. Manual work before. Le- that's what it means to labor. It means steady until you are tired. But you, you don't even steady. Let alone steady till you are tired. And you want to talk faith. It doesn't come like that. Praise God. Finally, develop a workable plan to listen to God's word continuously. Somebody say develop a, work- a workable plan. Develop a workable plan to listen to God's word continuously. There should not be a day where you absent yourself from church for any reason. Praise God. There should not be a day where you let the day pass without listening to a sermon. Whether on the broadcast now, we have podcasts. The messages are available on all platforms. iOS is also on uh, Google uh, Android, on all the platforms, you can access messages 24-7 if you want. There should not be any day you let it pass without hearing a sermon. That's how I live my life. Praise God. Every day. Even if it's 50 minutes, I'll listen to a sermon. The word is plain every day. That's how you sustain faith. Praise God. That's how you grow faith by growing in knowledge. I see you growing in knowledge. I said, I see you growing in knowledge. I see you growing in knowledge. Open your mouth and pray and say, Lord, as I partake of your body and your blood, the discipline to stay in your word, the discipline. Matter, matter, thou art worried about many useless things. One thing is needful the word. One thing is needful. Open your mouth and say, Lord, give me the discipline. Give me the grace to value and to cherish your word. Open your mouth and speak to God. Is somebody praying at all? Lift up your voice and pray. Strength in the word. Thank you for healing, deliverance. Thank you for understanding. In the name of Jesus. One word. One word. Can heal any disease. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790. Nine zero or email us at 
faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our Word Encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santa Serranabout, Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. In one word, one word.